0: Everyone and welcome to episode fifty-two of Design Chat with Josh. I'm your host, Josh Reach, and in this podcast we talk about design. Normally, it's more leaning towards product design, UX design. Today is going to be a little bit of a blend of product and graphic design, Uh, a little bit of product and marketing, (laughs) Um, a little bit of branding in there as well. Uh, As you guessed by the title, we are going to talk about designer egos today. Uh, Designer egos have been Uh, I mean, any designer listening to this is going to either have one of two reactions. I feel like number one, they're going to have the reaction of, Oh yeah, designers have egos. Yeah, we all do. Right. Uh, another reaction is going to be, Oh yeah, designers have egos, but I don't have one. Um, to which I say bullshit. Uh, you do too have an ego. (laughs) We all have egos. I have an ego and I'm going to talk about my own ego a lot in this episode today and how I've Learn to, in the past, combat it, uh, to to leave it at the door, uh, to use it to my advantage in some cases um, when it comes to selling my ideas. Um, but also some of the struggles that I, you know, I personally still have, uh, kind of internal struggles. Uh, there's a sprinkle of imposter syndrome in there, I think, uh, as well, um, that I've kind of recognized. Um, but I also want to talk about egos just in the design community in general and how designers typically have some of the biggest egos you will see in any industry. Um, you know, I I think, I think, you know, the maybe sales is probably the, the other like side that I've seen maybe has maybe more of a bigger ego <laughs> than than design and it's no hate on sales teams or anything like that. I've worked with a lot of amazing, amazing sales reps. The work they do is incredible. I could not do the stuff that they do. Um, but, uh, you know, designers though have, have, we have a bit of an ego problem. Um, now obviously before I move forward, I want to also state, Uh, I know some people listening to this might be like, you know, holy shit, where is this going to go? I am not going to talk about any specific people I've worked with in the past. I'm talking about myself in particular. Um, I'm going to leave out others. So don't worry, you're safe. Um, Also, with that, too, I'd I'd like to say that, like, almost every single team I've worked with has been just absolutely phenomenal uh, and empathetic and and just warm and welcoming. I've had amazing, amazing leadership in the past. I have an amazing team I work with now, amazing leadership now. So uh, th- this is obviously that nobody is going to be mentioned because nobody needs to be mentioned. Uh, also, uh, that'd be pretty stupid on my part. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking about my observation as a whole when it comes to the design community. And having switched from over a decade in graphic design in the marketing and branding world, and now going on my third, fourth year of being a UX designer in the product world, uh, I have I've seen a, a huge contrast in egos. Um, egos. From designers in both sides, right? But there's definitely a huge contrast between the two, uh, between a graphic designer and a product designer. That's really what I want to talk about a lot today, um, and I want to talk about where those egos tend to rear their ugly heads. Um, because the thing is, like, it's it's fine to joke around. I think sometimes about you know uh, some horrible redesign or some you know terrible design that you see along the highway or something like that, right? Uh, on a billboard, whatever. You know, it's fine, right? Um, but it's fine, I think, amongst friends, right? As long as it doesn't happen too much, um, and you don't get in the habit of bashing other people's work, right? Um, but uh, what tends to happen, and what I I know has happened for years and years and years, pretty much the entire time I was a graphic designer, um, I noticed that you know the graphic design community just feel so empowered behind a keyboard and a, you know, a screen, uh, to, you know, bash other designers work, um, get them together in person at say like a design conference or, you know, put them in front of the designer, maybe that they, you know, uh, uh were, were, you know, talking smack about that person's work and, and they won't, they won't, their egos are not big enough to like, let them actually confront that designer and say, well, I think he should have done this. Um, because I think at that point we realize like oh shit there's like an actual human behind this <laughs> you know we can't um, we can't we can't you know uh, uh, say like you know what we think because we realize oh gosh this is a person with with real feelings um, so you know I I think a prime example of designer egos is on sites like uh, you know brand new under consideration. Um, where they, you know, the the articles themselves and 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 the you know the way they're written um, are phenomenal. Um, they they really are for the most part. Um, I tend not to read too much into them though because there is a lot of opinion in there. Um, and but the comment section uh, is probably the most toxic thing I've ever seen uh, in the design community. Um, and of course I can't really see it now because I think you have to pay for it. Uh, so and no. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go to the press releases from the actual companies if I want to see the actual like full redesign. Um, But, uh, you know, another uh, cesspool, I think, of, of, you know, design designer egos. Uh, in the graphic design worlds, particularly in branding and in marketing and and advertising, uh, is in a lot of Facebook groups. Um, And I've actually seen a lot of uh, UX design Facebook groups as well that I've just flat out left because they're just nothing but toxic egos um, where people are just, you know, barking orders as to what UX is and what UX isn't. Um, which is a whole nother episode in and of itself about, (laughs) about that battle. Um, but, uh, you know, they'll, they'll just bash people's work. Um, and they'll be like, what, what was this designer thinking? What were they thinking? There's no, you know, empathy in any of these comments, whether it's in the Facebook group, whether it's in that, you know, the under consideration comments, whether it's on Twitter, um, there's there's zero zero consideration of the fact that there are people behind those designs, and and an ego of a designer is just is just inflamed when it's online, uh, and a, a lot of it I feel like is you know, yes you, you you're creating items you're creating brands you're creating marketing materials whatever it may be for say like a fortune 500 company, that's a huge audience. A lot of people are going to see that there's going to be thoughts and opinions and feelings to me as a designer, really the only opinions that matter are the opinions of the customer. Um, you know, and I used to care a lot about the opinions of, the design community what would designers think what would you know if if this was out on you know wherever you know like what would it you know what would the design community think um I've learned over the years maybe it's just because I'm getting older uh to really not care about that um you know, because that was my own ego getting in the way where I was thinking, I need to have something to prove. Like I can't let my ego get crushed by the design community. When in the reality, it's like a lot of times designers are not your audience. They're not your customer. Um, you know, especially in a graphic design world and definitely in, in uh, uh, product design for a lot of cases. Uh, so why should you care about that? Why should you care about their, their, their opinions on, on your work? Um, so, you know, it's 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 this this horrible thing where I think you know a lot of people they just feel empowered, um, and and I've fallen for this. I've for the longest time, especially back in college, I think about it, um, and immediately after college, I just had all sorts of thoughts and opinions, um, and I thought I could do everything better than you know some well seasoned designer that clearly had some major internal hurdles and politics and things they had to deal with. I'm sure of it. Um, But I felt like I could do better. Uh, And so I would talk, I'd I'd talk shit about other people's designs. You know, I'd join in on the comments section under brand new, you know, I'd join in on the Facebook groups, you know, thinking it was cool to be snarky and, and a smart ass. And the reality was, it just made me look like an idiot. Uh, you know, and I look back and I, you know, I think, God, if I could not do that, I would not do that. Um, but for the longest time now, I've gotten to the point where, you know, it's like, I'll, if I don't like something, you know, personally, I'll say, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't really care much for that. But I also look at a design as like, I don't like it, but what's the audience and okay how old is this company? Okay. They're really an old company. This is a huge radical change for them anyway, like props to the designers for even being able to do this and accomplish this. Um, you know, and, and I generally will try to look at the good things that are happening in a, a design, the things that I like. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, I I, I think very rarely you see the design community come together and be like, that looks awesome. Right. Um, for instance, recently the Burger King rebrand, um, where they went back to the retro, like seventies looking, you know, style, I think is really well done. Um, you know, very, very well done. Um, but the, the design community has decided that that's something that they liked. Uh, but even in that you'll see some egos flare up where people will just start, you know, they'll start designing something else, you know, like, Oh, well, I, I would have, I would have done it this way, you know, or what about this? Why didn't they do this? You know? And it's like, okay. Um, you know, it's designed, it's done like, and it's not your client. It's not your project. Like get over yourself. <laughs> you know, Nobody cares what you would have done. Uh, we really only care about what's out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's shocking to me, though, to see just, you know, how toxic it can be. Um, and, and I know it, I sound like I'm repeating myself because I'm shocked because of how I played into that in years past. Um, again, a long time ago, um, but in years past, how I would play into that. Um, what I did notice, too, though, is I've seen instances where designers will have the opportunity to speak to a designer of something that they didn't like, or they'll talk bad about a design um, online and then they'll go to like a a keynote presentation or something at a conference and they'll hear from that designer, talk about that design. And then all of a sudden they're a fan, you know, and, or they meet that person face to face and, and they don't, they don't say anything like all those opinions that they had and their ego is all of a sudden not strong enough to talk face to face with this human being uh, and and share those those horrible comments that they typed up on a keyboard, um, and so it's it's super passive, really, you know, and uh, and the, the the worst part about that is. Is the internet is, is pretty much forever. I mean, nothing is can really be permanently deleted from the internet. We all know this at this point in time. Me recording this 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 podcast episode, for instance, this is going to be permanent. Like there, there, could be people copying this, uh, saving it, um, you know, screen recording the the player on their phone, whatever it may be. Um, nothing is is temporary on the internet, so when designers' egos flare up and they they act like they do online uh it it's there forever <laughs> um and uh you know it's 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 almost like, you know, if you, if you really have something to say, say it to the person's face. And obviously a lot of us can't because we don't live in the cities or near the people that say it. And then when we actually see that there's a human being behind that design, we, we start to have a little bit of empathy, right? And that starts to overpower the ego of like, you know, oh, okay, well, maybe I, I shouldn't, you know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this. Uh, I shouldn't say this, you know, um, okay, well, I don't know what the full story is. It's like, oh, okay. You know, now all of a sudden that you, you've seen a person there. Um, you know, but that's the way it should be online is, is we should have that mindset of, you know, checking our egos, uh, at the login screen of our computer or our, you know, at the unlock screen on our phone, uh, and not, uh, uh playing into that, you know, typical, uh, idea that, you know, oh, it's cool to bash other people's design work. Um, it's not. Um, it's not. Um, and, and and when it comes down to it, you know, I, I think I've seen this happen before, too, where some designers that will bash other designers' work will get there will be retaliation, uh, where that person that designed whatever it we'll start pulling up the critiquers. And it's not even a critique, but the egotistical maniacs work and saying, how is this any better? You know, where is your work, you know? And, uh, you know, and then it's just this all out war, uh, or the, you know, the, the other person gets put in their place, um, which in some cases I'm kind of a fan of that. Uh, but, uh, you know it's it, it definitely plays out a lot I think in the graphic design world it, there's a lot of subjective feedback that happens in marketing and branding um, in, in in that visual design world but when it comes to product it happens less often uh, a lot less often and I think a lot of it is because uh, and this is also part of the reason why I ended up switching my entire career from graphic design to product design but a lot of it is, testing and data and and listening to your user base, which honestly is how marketing and advertising should work as well, but often it doesn't. Um, And there's not a lot of testing. There's very rarely A-B tests that happen in marketing, especially digital marketing, um, when it's perfectly easy to do that, right? Um, So you know, in the product design world, I think, you know, we'll have thoughts and opinions as product designers. And we're usually pulling from past experiences or current trends or something, if it's at the UI stage. Right. Um, but uh, typically, if there's a disagreement, even beyond the design community, like very rarely you ever see like internal design teams, like butting heads. Right. Um, but like if, if there is like some sort of disagreement, we're just like, all right, let's test it. Like, let's test both ideas, you know, um, or let's run with this, you know, and we'll track it. If it's not performing that well or what we expect, then let's try this other idea, you know, no big deal. Um, you know, and I found out like, you know, it's nice when something is proven wrong through testing because, you know, then I'm like, OK, I was wrong. Right. Because I want to listen to the customer. I want to listen to the user. I don't want to listen to the egos of other designers. I want to hear their professional you know, experience and advice and, and constructive criticism. Uh, but a lot of times it's not that when it's online, right? It's, it's typically egos. Um, and, and, and again, it can happen too in person. It definitely can happen in person. Um, I I've seen that happen before. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but product designers, we don't, we don't tend to hold on to things quite as much. And if, if you are a product designer and you are grasping your designs a little too tightly, um, you know, you you gotta, you gotta stop doing that essentially, you know? Um, and it's one of the hardest things to do too, when you're transitioning from visual design to kind of that UX world, uh, to, to learn to just like test everything when you've been in this like super, super subjective, you know, world of, of graphic design. And then you go into product design. It's, it's hard to like let go of your designs, um, because you do put a lot of thought. Every designer puts a lot of thought into what they do. Um, and, uh, so you, you, just, it's, it's, it can be tough. I get it. <laughs> I do. I get it. Um, it's something I still struggle with too. Um, you know, of course, sprinkle that with a little bit of imposter syndrome of like, am I doing enough? Am I testing enough? Am I creating things fast enough? Am I doing, you know, am I listening to the users the right way? Um, am I, you know, that, that can definitely be, uh, a, a big struggle, I think for, for a lot of, uh, New product designers, um, and maybe more experienced product designers too. Maybe it just never goes away. Um, you know, I feel like that imposter syndrome kind of, sort of went away in you know, more, the more years that went by as a graphic designer. Uh, that that tend, it tended to go away uh, quite a bit. Um, but in in the UX world and in the product world, I think where the egos really, really rear their ugly heads uh, is in this ongoing, never-ending debate of what is UX design and UX versus UI and UX versus UI versus product design and all of this stuff and UX research versus UX design. And, you know, I mean, there's there's just this constant, constant struggle because it's, it's typically it's kind of a, a part of the industry that's still kind of defining itself. Um, But the way I look at it and and kind of the conclusion I've drawn, you know, after hearing tons and tons of egos, and this is why I left a lot of those Facebook groups uh, that were for UX design and, and stuff is because it was just people like you know, some of them just brand new designers. Like they just heard something clickbaity from some Instagram influencer they follow about UX design. And they're just like, this is, you know, this is what UX is. This is what UX is not. And if you do it this way, then you're wrong and blah, 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 blah. And it's super aggressive. Um, and to that, I think like, first of all, like get off your high horse, um, second of all, who are you <laughs> to be like barking these commands, right? Um, and I also look at the UX world as something that's growing and evolving and going through a bit of a revolution anyway. Um, you know, I've said in the past, and I'll continue to say, just being a UX designer alone, for a lot of companies is not a job that you can get unless you're in a very, very large, large company that can afford to separate UX and UI and UX research. Um, you're typically not going to see those roles by themselves. You know, for instance, my title's a UX designer. I do not just do UX, though. There is a lot of visual design that happens in that. Um, obviously, I don't mind because I come from a visual design background. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of, of other pieces to that role. I refer to myself as a product designer. I don't care if other people want to refer to themselves as product designers or UX designers or UX UI designers. Like, it doesn't bother me. Um, but it does bother a lot of other people, other designers. And their egos are just like, wow, this is the way it should be. And, and I don't know if it's just part of, you know, self-preservation and people trying to, you know, defend, like what they can do and can't do like if you can't do ui designer you're not a good visual designer um and i've seen that before you know where somebody's a fantastic ux designer and i see their work online and i'm like dang like this is really well thought out and like really user centric and just absolutely phenomenal but you know the execution could be a little better right um but you know, they, they do great UX work, but they they bash when UX designers uh, try to do UI design and, and spend like a ton of time on it. Um, you know, and, and it's like, but it's it's important, you know. <laughs> um, and then you find out that it's like, oh, because they're not quite a good UI designer right now. So they they just don't they, they don't typically, you know, that uh, they're just trying to defend what they can do. Um, I've seen it on the flip side as well. I've seen a lot of, of, UI, of, of UX designers who are phenomenal at, at visual design and UI design, but they completely, totally miss everything when it comes to the ux the planning the the business sense the the research the uh, testing all of that they miss it all and and there's like no evidence of it you know um and it's clear that like they really only care about the ui and the visual design right so they'll sit there and they'll say you know they'll lean more towards oh the ui design is super super important you know it's like okay like Put put the ego aside. Understand your weaknesses and work on strengthening those weaknesses. You know, like making them better. Um, that's something that I am continuing to do. You know, and I, I it was the most confusing thing for me to get into the product design world and try to understand what the hell UX design is versus UI design. And then I finally started to like actually meet product designers, designers that had that label product designer, um, and I was like, oh, it's it's a blend of the two, like. It's just the industry is evolving. The industry's changing. You know, things are are evolving. They're growing. Um, you know, it's kind of like how graphic designers, they're still called graphic designers a lot of times, but we, you know, they typically lean more digital nowadays than they do print, or there's a blend of both, right? Um so, you know, it's 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 just an evolution. And because it's fairly new, I know, like, UX design has technically been around since, like, the 50s or 60s, right? If you want to get technical about it, I don't really care. Um, but uh, in more recent days, you know, with the dawn of the internet and smartphones and things like that, like, it's gone through a bit of a, a change, a renaissance, right? Um, so, you know, it's that's kind of where the egos play, I think, in the, in the product design world. You know, in graphic design, it's super subjective and it's, uh, you know... It's it's just opinions and thoughts of how I would do that better. In product design, it's a lot of what is UX design, what is UI design. No, you're not a UX designer. No, you're not a UI designer. You know things like that, um, and trying to separate those things or blend them together. You know whatever it may be. Um, it's it's this constant battle, um, and uh, and and I have seen a lot of egos too with the product design community online, especially where people will be like, well, this is a typical interaction and blah, 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 blah. And you should do it this way. And I've seen that occasionally happen. Uh, It's usually from younger designers who are not quite understanding of like the users and how they're different everywhere, like um, geography matters, um, age matters, uh, you know, income levels matter, uh, you know, all sorts of things matter when it comes to the users that you're designing for. So, you know, for instance, I worked in the past on fitness products, right, like digital fitness products, okay, on the web and and, in a mobile app, but I can't compare what I've done to, say, the Map My Fitness team, the Under Armour team, and, and the app that I personally use, right? When I see something that they've done, I'm like, cool. I don't try to compare it to what I've done because the stuff I was designing was for an older audience, it was for 65 and up. And so, senior citizens, and not to say that seniors don't use Map My Fitness, I'm sure they do, but like, I can't compare that. I know that Under Armour probably has much different data and research than I have because they have a much different audience, I'm sure of it, than what I have, right? Um, So you know, you kind of, you, you, you have to understand that, <laughs> you know, when you look at things, you're like, okay, like stuff is going to be different. Um, I can't just up, say like, well, I did it this way. So you should too. It's like, well, that doesn't matter because my users or your users or whatever, you know, have different needs, requirements, limitations, whatever it may be. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but the, the point here of this, this episode is egos are everywhere right they're they're absolutely everywhere in the design community and they are toxic um i you know for to, to kind of reflect a little bit on my own ego you know i have definitely been in situations where i and i still occasionally will catch myself in this where i'm defending a design or something that i've designed and this was as a graphic designer it happens as a product designer um where i'll defend something and i may even have a little bit of research or data behind it right but I'm like, no, 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 this is like the best. And I I will sell it as best as I can, um, but for the wrong reasons. You know, I'm not selling it because it's what's the best design and the best thing for the user or the customer or the business. I'm selling it because I think it's the best and I put a lot of effort into it, right? Um, and then later on, what will happen is I'll, I'll, I'll think more about the feedback and, and, and you know, some of the things that maybe stakeholders, you know, who are not designers in, in some cases, you know, will, will, will say, and I'm just like, oh shit, like they're right. You know what? Yeah. What if we did this? Oh God. Yeah. That's so much better. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Okay. Like I was letting my ego get in the way again. Um, and I think it, you know, it's going to continue to happen. I think this is something that I think as designers, we will always have to struggle with, but Uh, we, we will typically, um, I think as we age and as we get more seasoned and, and, and understanding of all the different variables that play into the work that we do, we tend to, to understand and and recognize those, those moments of, of ego, and then we'll try to avoid it in the future. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I still, again, every so often will struggle with this, um, you know, and I'll be like, no, 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 this is the way it needs to be. Uh, the only time really when I'm like, well, I I put my foot down, uh, is when something has gone through like plenty of revisions. I think we've all been in this, right? Like you, you go through a ton of revisions. This is something I did, especially in, in marketing. Um, uh, we had a lot of work put into it. It was nearing the end of, you know, the, the Process and we were getting ready to go to print or, or go to development, whatever it may be, and um, you have somebody that swoops and poops, right? They seagull, uh, they swoop in some other stakeholder. or they, they they were not involved in the process at all, or maybe they were and they just never said anything, and now they're trying to, to change things or meddle. And it's extremely subjective feedback, and there's absolutely no reason behind it. Um, that's when usually I will put my foot down, um, and I've been the person that has definitely challenged executives. Um, I will sit down in a room with them, and that's when you that's that's when you can use your ego to an advantage. You can use it as kind of confidence that you've done the right thing, or the team you've worked on has done the right thing, um, and you have to kind of overpower the ego of this other person who clearly just feels like they need to have some sort of say in it to be relevant. Um, You know, but there's a balance, you know, Um, you know, there's, there's some strong personalities that I've had to deal with where it's like, this is the way it is and you're going to deal with that. And if you don't like it too bad. Um, And then there's other ones where I'm like, okay, they just feel like they've been left out of the process. And when you think about it, like they have been left out of the process, that's on us. Let's try to like, Make sure they don't meddle with this too much, but let's include them in future projects so that they understand that they they have insight and and, and perspective into the things, but they're not micromanaging and they don't feel like they have to micromanage. Um, and so it's it's a tough thing. Um, that's that's where I you know really strong leadership comes in. <laughs> um, so you know and and you know fortunately if you're a designer and you're not a design leader for instance you know or, or manager like you know you you can you can lean on your, your managers or leaders to, to help you out with that. And, and they will, you know, I mean, I've been so fortunate, you know, to, to have some pretty fantastic leaders, you know, um, in, in the past and present, uh, who, you know, are just big advocates for, uh, designers. And there's a little dog outside who's very happy to see somebody. He's barking, <laughs> barks of joy. Apologies. If you can hear that, I'm going to leave it in. Um, okay. He's really going for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, it, uh, the, the struggle with the ego is something I think I will always experience. I think it is something that I, and I think every designer we are going to battle with. Um, the, the big difference is, do we recognize it? And do we try to, to understand it, to accept it, and then to make sure it doesn't come back, right? Um, or it comes back at the right times. Um, and, uh, you know, I think one of the the wrong times to let your ego shine is when you are, it's not even a critique, I can't call it a critique, when you are bashing other people's work online. Um, it's disgusting. You know, it makes you look like an ass. Um, you know, and I've been there, I, like I said, I made myself look like an ass. Like, I'm like, oh, God, people probably thought I was the biggest pompous douchebag because of some of those comments that I said, you know, about somebody else's rebrand of something, right? Um, but it's disgusting. It's, it's just, it's, it's disgusting behavior. Um, you know, where your ego does come into play is when you need to share your own work, you know, really kind of put your portfolio out there and, and explain what you've done and be proud of what you've done. And if you're not proud of what you've done, uh, don't put it out there, (laughs) um, and start figuring out how you can make work that you are proud of. Um, but, but, you know, it's, 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 that's where your ego can come in, right? When you need to sell yourself. Um, And it's that, that sale as a designer uh, to, you know, whether you're just trying to make sure that you are, you know, uh, getting the right, uh, you know, pay increases or promotions or whatever in your current role, or whether you're looking for a new role, um, you know, always be prepared and use your ego to that advantage. Uh, But don't let it get in the way and cloud that judgment because people will, Especially in in uh, interviews, they will uh, uh, kind of provide some constructive criticism, and and I've, I've I've had this happen plenty of times in interviews where people have provided constructive criticism, and I've I've just defended it for the sake of defending whatever I created instead of actually listening to what they they said because they got the background, they maybe got a little bit insight on, on the customer and the thought process and things like that, and so they just ask questions. They're like, well you know, you say this, but you know, what about these, you know, did you have any insight on these types of customers or these users or whatever it may be, you know, or, or did you think about this? And, um, you know, I've been in situations where, you know, it's like, Oh God, I just flat out say in the interview. No, I didn't think about that. Like, and I just let my ego go away. My normally an ego would be like, no, no, you got to make sure you look good and you know, everything. No, no. No, you don't. Especially in product design, you do not need to know everything in product design. That is what testing and iterations and updating and 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 constant you know movement and progress is in the product design world. Um, you need to know what you're doing, but you need to make sure that, you know, uh, you're more listening to customers. But anyway, um, back to the interview thing though, you know, I've, i i flat out said, like, I never thought of that. Like, that's actually a really good point. Like, you know, um, and in some cases I'd be like, Oh, maybe I'll go back and, you know, I'll, I'll flat out say in an interview, you know, oh, maybe I'll go back and like, actually kind of think about this and maybe redesign it or update it. But then I got realizing like, these are real projects that I'm sharing, like, <laughs> No, <laughs> like it's done. Like there's no point in that. Like I've got better things to do. I'm going to keep that in mind though for future products and and projects and things that I, I create. Um, but you know, there's there's no shame in admitting that you've done something wrong or you didn't think of something from a certain perspective. Um, and I think you know, especially if you know in interviews like that, you know, and 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 even in like internal critiques, which again, I feel like internal critiques are usually a lot more fun and comforting. Like I think about, you know, internal critiques with, with teams, to, especially when I have now, like this is just the most humbling, supportive, like talented team that I could possibly ask for, you know? Um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard, it's easy to just get rid of your ego because you're like, you know, they come from a good place and that they are phenomenal at what they do. Um, and, but, and, and they know the, they know the user just as much as you do. Uh, but anyway, um, you know when it when it comes to you know those those interviews, though, you know, it's like you, it, there's nothing wrong in admitting that like you didn't think of something. you know, yes, it's this is a finished product or project or campaign or design or whatever. But if somebody has a good idea, you think, oh yeah, that's that's a great idea, you know, if it's kind of a good idea, but you have a reason why you didn't go that way or you thought about going that direction, this has happened to me plenty of times. There is a balance where like I've learned like, you know, don't jump too quick to like shut down their idea. Um, because sometimes like we can get excited, um, because we know the answer. We're like, Oh no, wait, actually I thought of that, but we didn't do it because of this, you know, um, be careful with that, (laughs) you know, uh, let them down easy because it's really, I think a test more or less for people to understand like how you work and, and, and with others, right. How, how can you work with others? Um, and uh, and is your ego too big to work with others, right? Uh, I, I think that there are definitely plenty of designers out there, um, you know, uh, that they have massive, massive egos, and maybe if they're a design team of one, uh, that they would do great, right? Because they could handle the internal politics and things like that. They're probably not going to do the best work because they might let their egos get in the way of actual good feedback or insight from businesses and, and the business sense, but, you know... Uh, whatever. Uh, but then, you know, there's there's, you know, designers out there that we, we've we learned to check our ego, you know, or we're at least learning to check our ego uh, and, and create that space. So I guess, you know, t- to kind of wrap this up. Uh, the, the question now is, you know, well, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you know if you have like an ego problem? I think the first thing, you know, to, to, from my, my experience, and this is all from my own experience. I, I don't know if this is the answer for you, uh, but from my experience, what I, the first step in me understanding the problems with my own ego, was online in those forums, in those comment sections, in those Facebook groups, whatever it may be. If I like I kept seeing that type of behavior and just that toxicity. And what really happened to me was like, you know, when when I saw something I liked and then other people were like, no, it's terrible. And then I chimed in with like, well actually I kind of like this. And then they attacked me for liking it. I realized, oh my God, like these are the people like I've been associating with. These are the people that I've been I've been feeding into this, you know, like I'm, I'm part of this problem. Um, and so that was my first like reckoning of like egos. Right. Um, the other thing is, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you, if you work with teams, you know, I've worked with amazing teams in the past. I mean, from the very beginning of my career to, you know, right now who have, we've, we've created safe places to, to share genuine thoughts, but like, you have very, very empathetic people um, who understand and aren't there to, like, micromanage. They're not there to, like, add their little two cents in every time. Like, they're they're there to, like, th- these other... Des- it reminds me, actually, of my first time to Japan. You know, um, I, it was my first time outside of the U.S., besides Canada, um, as a kid. Uh, but, you know, I spent over a week in Japan, and just the politeness and the consideration and and just that that type of like treating others with empathy and respect rubbed off. And uh, not just me, but also my friend too, that I was with. And then, you know, we flew back to America and we landed in LAX and we're like, Oh my God, is this how we were living? Like people are rude. Right. And so when you surround yourself with a team or with people, um, if you can't surround yourself with a team, maybe with other people in the design community that are empathetic, that are a little more sensitive to, uh, to other people's work, uh, and they've checked their egos at the door. Um, it rubs off. So you know that was something where you know I, I learned to kind of really start to check that ego and 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 work better with these these teams that that just they, they practiced it, you know, it rubs off on you. Um, and then, you know, I think the final thing is, you know, understanding that you're going to have your moments. I have my moments where I'm like, shit, that was, that was stupid. I, my ego got in the way. Um, and you know, I, I, used to dwell on it and then I realized, no, like it's there, it happened. Let's move forward and, uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. And if it does, just just understand and, and be held accountable afterwards you know and eventually you get in the habit of just kind of being considerate and not letting that ego take over um and you learn about it you, you learn to you learn to kind of use it to your advantage um in in smaller bites and 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 sizes uh you know like i said in terms of portfolio development uh or even in interviews so that's 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 my perspective and advice if you have any ideas or 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 thoughts or stories you'd love to share about you know designer egos uh in particular yours. Okay. I don't want to hear about batching other designers, right. You know, specific designers, right. Um, but if you, if you've experienced this though, if maybe you've been on the other end of, you know, the design community turning on you and your, uh, the work you've done, um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me chat at joshuareach.com. Um, you know, message me on Twitter, uh, at joshuareach.com. Uh, or uh, on uh, LinkedIn, wherever, wherever you connect to me, I'm on the internet. It's easy to find. Um, So with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful. If you enjoyed it, please leave a nice rating and review, especially in the Apple uh, podcast uh, store. It does help get this podcast out to more people. Um, And I will chat with you all next time on Something's on. Like, maybe we'll dig into a little bit of the uh, UX versus UI versus UX, UI versus product. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Goodbye.